you heard. You come. Sanders from the pocket delivers to the end zone, and it's a leaping touchdown pass by Travis Hunter. To the line here, fakes it, throws into the end zone. Weaver touchdown. Some extra power from McCaskill pushes him across the plane of the goal line. Touchdown. Colorado blocks the punt. It's a scoop and a score for CU. Trevor Woods. Welcome back to the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. Uh, another dub for the Buffs. Getting back on track after two uh, two straight losses. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't as good as anybody hoped, but it was still a dub. Yeah, I mean, they were, what, one session of prevent defense away from winning that game by at least a touchdown. So yeah. on that, on on one hand, uh, they were like, they had every opportunity to fully take control of that game in the second half. Multiple and they, they just couldn't, couldn't quite do it. But, um. I don't know, man. I remember talking about it in 2015 buffs being like the normal progression is you lose big as a shitty team and then you lose small as you get better and then you win small and then you win big, right? That's like your progression. So, you know, we were winning small a little bit. Yeah. That's okay because in we the future... over the shitty part. Yeah, we skipped over the shitty part. Exactly. We went from losing big, which was all last year, to to winning small. So perspective, people. They're four and two. Um, everyone's over bets on the season season cashed. So people should be pretty happy about that. That's that yeah, that was that was a little uh cherry on top for I think everybody that took yeah. that bet. Um yep. but at the same time, uh, most of those winnings that I had from that over three and a half was wiped out by losing on them not covering the spread <laughs> that game. So it was pretty much a wash for me. You got to be careful with the buff spreads, man. You got to be careful with buff spreads, especially ones that move that much. It's crazy. Um, yeah, Vegas finally seems to have figured out the, the CU team because they've been pretty spot on. No, actually, no, they weren't even spot on last week. So Yeah, I mean, not really. Yeah, they were 21-point underdogs against USC. That was a touchdown game by the end. They were one for Oregon, right? They were twenty-one for Oregon. They blew past that. Uh, twenty-one for TCU. I forget for CSU, but clearly didn't cover. Like it's been all over the map, basically. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But at this point, it's just like just find a way to win the game. And uh, yeah, this next one in particular, like if you're really looking at the season for the rest of the year. The way that the Pac-12 looks, it's like, all right, we gotta win. You gotta win this one. If you want to make a bowl, you have to win this one. So, it's it's wild that we're staring down the potential knock on wood of of being five and two, and then looking at it and being like, I don't know exactly where that next that sixth. Yeah, I know. The sixth one is like, uh, we'll see. But it's, um, I mean. Yeah, like you said, you we won this game, and if if we didn't win this game, then I think you can say no bowl. Yeah, and pretty we much took care of this game, and then Stanford obviously is the, the next one in that list. Yep. And uh, 
after that, it becomes a lot more difficult because, and I think everybody's aware of this, the Pac-12 is just like top to bottom is like very difficult. And it's a bummer because this is the last year the Pac's going to be together. Um, It just kind of goes to show how much the leadership of Pac-12 over the last decade has really just screwed the pooch on this one because it's, I mean, this, I feel like consistently the Pac-12 is top to bottom deepest conference but we never have that like elite team but yeah you know i think the bottom tier of the conference would always match up well against other conferences and it's just kind of a bummer to see yeah i mean it just kind of is what it is at this point all the pac-12 stuff is like like that's like the destiny of the pac-12 is to suck so bad or not even suck just be so poorly managed that it would turn around right now yeah. like that was i mean that we should have all seen it coming, really. I don't know. It why does make sense. Yeah. So, but here we are. But anyway, uh, we played Arizona State this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, to get back to that game. Um, what were your general feelings? Everyone seemed like pretty upset about it, which, like, understandably so. There were things yeah. that were bad. Um, but it's kind of weird to be like frustrated after wins one year removed from the disaster that was last year. Yeah. I, I think what we all are, are experiencing is um, it's like a whiplash effect. <laughs> we were so bad and so embarrassing and so difficult to watch last year. And to go from that to being not only ton more, a ton more exciting, a lot more fun to watch. Um, not the worst team in FBS, but also getting all the attention that that a Coach Prime led team gets is we've skipped that realistic expectations process of being fans. I think <laughs> myself yes. included, because I'm looking at this last game and I'm like, "Wow, this was." I mean, this was a game that we didn't deserve to win. I think statistically like looking at the game we should have lost um i think they outgained us i think they i mean obviously they didn't we, we if you look at the numbers it, it it doesn't really make sense right how cu won i would say i would agree with that i don't really even like you would think normally if a team got outgained by almost 100 yards away from home, you would be like, yeah, they lost. And if they didn't, you would say, oh, it's because the other team turned the ball over a lot. They really didn't. No. They didn't have, I mean, they had more penalty yardage than us, but it wasn't like, like CSU had, you know, whatever that was. That was insane. That was absurd. Yeah, it made sense that that added to it. Theirs was like, yeah, not even 20 more, or no, 23 more penalty yards than us. So it's not like that was a big... Just looking at the numbers, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I stand by what I said earlier that um, after halftime, I mean, CU was up by a touchdown, and they just, yeah, they had every opportunity to go ahead, put together one more drive, and just put the game away. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't do it. So, Yeah, and it doesn't help that, yet again, we had a slow start. And I'm starting to lose my mind with this slow start stuff. Uh, But I've actually seen a couple people point out some very interesting points. And I was curious what you thought of it. Maybe you've read this too, but um, 
you know, I know Prime being an old school guy is, and and with who he brought in as a strength and conditioning coach is like extremely focused on trying to be the most conditioned team mm. on the field. And I saw some people point out maybe the slow starts is because just talent wise we aren't there, and like our offensive line, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, is just getting rolled. But then by the third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, second half, when people start to get a little bit tired, we're not tired. And so the talent level kind of seems to, and not that the talent even evens out, but the the ability to play kind of levels out because we're just in a better shape than the other team. And I've been thinking about that, and I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are because it it could, it could make sense. Yeah, I think... The thing is, I, I think that's true against a lot of teams. I think USC last week, that's a perfect example. Like that team has talent everywhere, m- much more talent than we have all yeah, over the field. Far. And they came to see you and they played in altitude. And by the fourth quarter, like they couldn't, they just weren't, they couldn't keep up with, you know, CU's wide receivers or their run game or whatever. Like that's a lot of that, I think, is effort, especially the running game stuff from last week. A lot of that is just straight up like being able to maintain a certain amount of effort. Yeah. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. At Arizona, at Arizona State, I mean, like they, you know, they're down to what they had like their 11th offensive guard playing yeah. on their line. You know, like I don't think that really. I don't think that's really true. I think the big thing with Arizona State right now is that they changed some stuff up in the last three weeks and they've played consistently better in every single one of those games. So, like, I, it does make me feel like Dillingham is like a legitimate coach. I think that ASU, as the year goes on, I don't know what their schedule looks like. And I think it's unfortunate because they definitely um, didn't win a couple of their easier games on their schedule. Right. Um, but now that they've made some like Dillingham is calling plays on offense, which I think helps them helps their defense because they do control the ball. Like that was very, well. very much, very much a problem for CU in the first half was it felt like Arizona state every time they had the ball, even when they like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's so weird, but they managed to go like their first touchdown drive was like four and a half minutes. Um, and uh, they would go, what was it? Their first touchdown drive was four and a half. Their next one was, yeah, almost five. Uh, and then they were still able to put together a field goal drive in that first half of like 50 seconds. But it just felt like when they needed to, they were able to slow things down. I mean, there's a three and out that they had that took two minutes off the game clock, you know? Like that doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense, but that's just how they've, that's how they manage things. Um, and they were doing a lot of stuff that you do when your team is just not as good, like have weird formations and have your running back be a punter so that you can fuck up the defense and make them run their defense on the field, even when they want their return team originally. And then, so like, there's so much of that going on where you can tell. Uh, Dillingham is just like, I got to do some weird shit to win football games right now. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a lot going on there. Personally, I mean, like the slow start for this one, 
I still feel like it comes down to like, why are we not trying to run the ball right away? We went, like, we, I don't, we didn't pass the ball the first drive, right? Or, no, sorry, we that, didn't run the ball. We didn't run. Yeah. The, the first three and out was a, a sack quote unquote. It was intentional grounding and then an incomplete pass and then a sack and then they punted it. So like, <laughs> I mean, I just, you're playing a team that clearly has a good script for the drive that Dillingham clearly like had that thing mapped out exactly how we wanted um and they score a touchdown on you over a four and a half minute time period why are we not like okay let's try we'll run the ball we'll control it a little bit you know like I understand we play fast that's totally fine that's not even what I'm talking about I'm just saying like you know move the ball you don't have to go out and like try and hit a shot play first play of the game every time because they're yeah. just going after Shadur like I don't you know so um that was frustrating that's the most frustrating thing for me especially since the next drive they literally were just like okay we're going to give it to Hank a bunch and he was yeah. awesome and they scored a touchdown like I don't you know I just that stuff it's still frustrating to me I still don't totally understand it they they gave it to Hank a bunch, and then what did they do the rest of the game? Yeah, and then they stopped. Not give it to Hank. <laughs> what do you have? Like two carries or something in the second half? He, like yeah, he had ten carries the whole game, and six yeah. of them I think came on one drive. Yeah, I don't like I I don't get it, and it it just it just goes back to this like what were they saying? They were saying uh, after the game, you know, in various conversations since they've talked about like oh our running back rotation like we have so many good guys we you know we try we we're, it's hard to get everyone involved which for me is like you know what good teams don't do it's they don't take out the guys who are playing well and put in another guy because they feel like he needs touches that's not a thing i mean i've Tried heard the hot of, hand there's two back backfields. Totally makes sense. If you want to go Hankerson and Edwards, I get it. But like I think you need to recognize what Dylan Edwards is really good at, which is like like he got one of those kind of shovel uh pass runs the outside and went for like yeah. six or seven yards. He got like one the whole game. Otherwise they were running him inside the tackles, which is just not that's just not where he's strongest. So Right. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing with the running game. And I think that it plays a large part of why they haven't started that well. And I get it. You have Shador, so you, and you have good wide receivers. So you just feel like let's play to our strengths. But at the same time, like there's a reason why we've had such a hard time um, in some of these games. And it's because they know that we're going to try to pass all the time. So I just don't, I don't know. I, for me, it just doesn't make. I like understand the thought process, but I just want them to just run it a little bit more. And I don't know why they didn't once they started having success. I don't know why the next drive they didn't just like keep hammering it. You know, it so. it would make yeah, it would make sense if like we tried running the ball like uh, like a really tried like we did with the second drive with Hankerson, and just got absolutely nowhere. We're just getting mauled, but yeah. we didn't. And then we went away from it. So it's just like the logic there doesn't doesn't track. And I think uh, Coach Flea did a did an interview with DNBR. I think you were saying, and he did not seem like he kind of seemed a little uh, annoyed with when like the topic of like 
run play selection came up. I don't know if you texted yeah. me this, but I don't I don't know if I did either, but I thought the same thing. Like he said he made a comment about like we have to commit to it or something. Yeah. yeah. And so I it's like I don't know. Part of me part of me wants to think that like Lewis just doesn't trust the offensive line because why would you? But also opening it up with the run game is what allows you to trust your offensive line to protect Shadur a little bit more. We just haven't mm-hmm. been doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it I do think is uh, is Shador. Like we've talked about in the past, I do think if he's looking at a 50-50 play or even like a 60-40 play where he's like, ah, this guy's kind of shading towards me, but like maybe I can do something with it. Like he'll he'll keep it. And I yeah. just, I mean, he got, he definitely, how many times did he get sacked in this game? What was it, like five? Uh, um, I think it was five. But he, and I do think, this was a game that was a little different for me in that I do, like our offensive line got straight up fucking beat like a few times where he <laughs> just, he had, he had no time to throw the ball. But there were a couple of times, I want to say one, once, maybe twice, where, at least one time in particular where he made a read and he pulled it. And then as soon as he pulled it, he realized he didn't have the throw. And instead of just like dirting the ball or throwing it away, he held it and then just immediately got blown up by two guys who like, yeah, like that's going to happen every single time. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. There, there are things that need to be worked out. So like part of me feels like maybe they need to do more things where they, like it's a run play straight up. It's not not the, you know, maybe it's a run, maybe it's a pass, whatever. Like a, yeah. I almost feel like they got to just have some more of it. And also, like it's okay. If Hankerson is going for five, almost six yards a carry, it's okay to give him 15, 16, 17, 18 carries. Like you don't have to throw Kaviasi smoke in there one time to carry it for negative two yards, you know, like that, it just doesn't like if a guy's playing well and credit to Hank, he was playing very well. Like every time he was getting extra yards, um, he's never going to be the like home run guy, but if he gets six yards of carry, then that's fine. So I don't know, man, it's, it's frustrating, but I, uh, I still like, I feel like we can do it. That's the thing. Um, I feel like we like have the ability to uh, run the ball, so I just want to see it more. That's all. Yeah, I and sticking kind of to the line, man. I don't want to single somebody out as much as this, but Reggie Young. Oh my God, he got beat a couple times, pretty bad. More than a couple times. Yeah, he, he was got getting. Beat, he got beat bad a few times. I think a couple of the sacks were just like him getting overwhelmed. Um, no, he didn't have a great game. Uh, the guards on both sides did not play well. They were both, there were like a few plays where, um, I forget. I don't know if it's, if it was Bailey or the other one, but where like the Shador's getting sacked by like two guys simultaneously. And, yeah the guard is just standing there with his hands up, not blocking anyone <laughs> like, yeah. like a few yards in front of him. And it's like, those are the moments where you go, you probably, probably missed something there, buddy. Yeah. You know, like, 
You're going to get roasted in film for that one. Yeah, there's definitely, there were a few of those. I think there's a, there's going to be a few plays that uh, they absolutely rip people in um, when they're looking at film, but yeah. And to, to Shadur's credit, um, every post game, he is never like, he's never made any like negative comment about like anybody else. Like he's always either saying that like, you know, it's a team thing and we all got to do like our part or he's like just fully taking the blame for himself. Mm-hmm. So you got to hand it to him. But I saw a couple times where he didn't like somebody tried to give him a hand, help him up. He wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And then, you you know, he's pissed when he just absolutely trucks somebody. Yeah. And, and gets up and he is he is all he is pissed. Oh, he like stood over the guy and like, yeah, no, he 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 was trying to make a statement for sure i'm I'm very um, surprised he didn't get flagged for that yeah i i was a little surprised too but i almost feel like the referees were like a like a quarterback just did that to you i don't know how you know he just did that to like a safety or whatever i don't know how to handle this so that's embarrassing for go. you yeah all right exactly you're gonna get roasted in film uh yeah you're gonna get killed for that one um no he was mad all game like he was at receivers at at like at everyone like there were multiple times when they were showing him yeah like yelling and waving his hand like telling the guy you're supposed to go this way or that way or whatever yeah. so they were struggling for sure um i don't know if that's because arizona state was showing them something different than they expected or what but there was yeah they were definitely having a hard time so um i don't know i he you know, I he is he is a tough son of a bitch. I don't really yeah. know what else to say other than that dude's getting hit a lot, um, and he still manages to, you know, go fifty yards for a field goal drive with, you know, fifty seconds left or whatever that was at the end of the game when things just didn't seem like they were working. So, um, I. I don't yeah, I I don't know. I know statistically speaking this was probably not like this was not his best game. Um but he managed to keep it together long enough to make it happen. Um the one thing I will say about the line is on it it's kind of strange like when he got sacked, I think like I was saying before, I want to say probably I don't know, three of those times, it did look like they just straight up, like there was a bust on the line where they just missed somebody and he got right in. Yeah. Um, but there were there were multiple times in this game when Shadur had like all day long to throw the ball. So it's kind of a weird, it's the same thing with the running game, man. Like you've got Hank going for six yards of carry or you've got, yeah, like, smoke getting tackled two yards behind the line of scrimmage or like a one yard loss. It just seems very um, boomer bust right now for them. And I guess that's probably indicative of just line play in general. Like you got one guy who misses something and it th- blows up everything. But um, I guess that's better than just being bad all the time. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird thing right now, man. Van Wells played really well this week. Well, um, okay, did Zelinska start though? Yes. Okay, they did that with a couple of people. So Zelinska Zelen- started at center. Cormani started at corner yeah. with uh Carter Stoutmeyer on the other side. So uh Omarion Cooper was just 
like was knocked out of the starting rotation of cornerbacks. They did that with Van Wells. And then like, obviously Javon Antonio, he looked like he was straight up replaced by um, O'Marion Miller at yeah. the start of the game too. And all three of those guys ended up Van Wells came Van Wells came back in like almost immediately. I think, I think, I think they he, knew pretty soon. That-, that was a statement. Clearly that was like a, you're getting too comfortable being the only guy who can really start here. So we're going to, you know, move you is what that yeah. felt like. Same thing with uh, Cooper. I think they were like, all right, you're not starting this week. And he came out and he played awesome in this he game. Did. He was really, really good. Um, And then, yeah, obviously Javon Antonio had like his best game so far. So um, was Antonio, did he come in as an outside receiver or was he, was he as like was that a tight end set? He no, was, he was. It was why when he, yeah, he was playing wide receiver the whole game. He wasn't in as in like a tight end spot or anything like that. He was never, um, or at least none of the plays that he like his long pass in the fourth quarter. That was he was that was just like a go route straight up and uh, as a wide receiver. And then his touchdown catch was that was the two wide receivers to one side type of deal and they crossed over each other um yeah but i know he he's been working with the tight ends coach some so i don't know if that's something they're gonna try to like work him in there at tight end so that they can put uh miller on the outside in other sets you know like i I don't know what their game plan is there but my my guess i feel like yeah i think my my thought with that is they're maybe moving him to tight end to prep him for when travis is back which uh, oh yeah! Anyone that maybe. hasn't heard, he might be coming back this week, which is yeah. He was awesome. practicing without a gold jersey too, so yeah. he was full contact. And of course, made some fucking wild. Yeah, like he just he just does something every time he's on the field. He's crazy. Uh, but my thought is, yeah, they want to get they after what they saw with Miller, they want to find a way to get uh, all four guys being Hunter, Miller, Weaver, Horn on the field at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And then you, and then if you have Antonio, who's again not lightning fast, but no, but he's big and be strong. a matchup problem for linebackers and safety. Yeah, yes, for and, sure. And I mean, look, uh, Mikey Harrison has been very good at the tight end spot. I actually think he's yeah. a little quicker than Javon. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I guess that's just it's just another guy to have in what is genuinely our lightest probably our lightest room on the team as far as like i mean mike harrison doesn't have a scholarship he's a walk-on player and he's right. been the starting tight end so yeah yeah i, I don't think mikey's anything to lose his position but i do think no. he's he's not he doesn't seem like he's big enough right now to be like a legit like blocker yeah i feel like if they gave him another year yeah. of just coach mo just breathing down his neck and like making him eat a lot and just get yeah. crazy strength training i bet he could get there but yeah i'm, but I'm and, with you they did, it's definitely a, a wide receiver converted to a tight end situation right now for sure yeah and i don't i mean i don't know their weights off the top of my head but i think antonio's a bit bigger and he's a bit more he look he just looks, he looks stronger bigger. Yeah, yeah he looks bigger for so sure. so i would see i would i could see him being more of like the run set kind of guy they can still obviously go out and make make uh make a play but um, i mean to be honest like based on what i would say this staff is i wouldn't be surprised if they looked at him and they were like look 
if you can make the tight end thing work, like you could play in the NFL because as a wide receiver, like you just don't have the, um, like the, the speed required, you know, like, I feel like they can every once in a while, they can take guys who have a knack for it and, um, can really do well as a tight end and it helps them, you know, move into that like next level or whatever. So yeah, he's um Michael Harrison is six three two fifteen and Javon Antonio is another inch taller and another like fifteen pounds heavier based on the CU the roster. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, he definitely so is, he bigger. is bigger. Yeah. But and anyway. It, it depends on if he's willing to block. But yeah, exactly. Right. It depends on if he can he can handle that mentality. Uh the last thing I wanted to say on Javon Antonio too is um, if you watch the like the well off and the reach the me- uh, reach the people media content um, yeah. from the game itself, he uh, he. Well, first of all, I want to say let's be honest. Like after Omarion o- Miller went off against USC, my thought was like, oh, there goes Javon Antonio's like whole role on this team. Like that's yeah, it. He's I, I was like, he's he's transferring. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. If, I unless he's thought. a senior, but. Oh yeah, or whatever. Like he's I just, gone. He's, gone. he's he's done. Um, and he they showed him on yeah on well off and reach the people. He made that big catch, and after the game, you know, he comes to the sideline, or he made the catch. He comes to the sideline, and he and Coach Primer, he's like telling Coach Prime, like I love you, Coach, and you know yeah. they're just like, and that's that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, okay, clearly, like understand that he has their best interest. Like that's a guy who just got benched mid game last week. And like, they're potentially talking about moving him to tight end. And then he comes into this game and has his best game of the year so far. So I don't know. It gave me hope for guys like, I don't know, Alton and like other guys who are just like not getting the playing time that I'm like, well, we'll see if they'll be here or not. But the players seem to really buy into the fact that like he really is, is looking out for like their best interest. So no, they, he definitely is. And I think that also does. Um, I think that also does speak to the offense and Shadur's ability to like, just distribute the ball because it literally is every single week. I don't think there's been a week where somebody has been the same, like they've, they've had like the biggest game consecutive. I mean, weeks. what week one TCU was Dylan yeah. four touchdowns. Week two, um, Nebraska would have been Weaver. Dawson Zay, or Weaver? Zay, Zay Weaver, I think, was that yeah. one. Then Dawson. And, well, Dawson had a touchdown, but like Zay, I think that was the week Zay Weaver had like 170 whatever yards. Yeah. Um, and then CSU was oh, Mikey CSU Harrison. Was, and Jimmy Horn. Yeah. And Jimmy Horn came back and, and had made a good play. Um, and then the next week, Again, oh, nobody had a break Oregon was no one because they just got <laughs> demolished. And then the that week counts. after that, it was a Marion Miller. So, like, yeah. it's been something different every week. That's 100% true. It has definitely been something different every single week. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows who it'll be this week against Stanford? I'm hoping um, McCaskill. I will, I will continue to hope McCaskill until the day I die. I know. He <laughs> did. Coach Prime did say in his, in his like, media press conference 
uh, this week. Like you're going to see more of him this week. So I don't know. For me, I it's like watched Tuesdays yet. So that's good to hear. For, for me, it's like what's what's uh, what's more of him? Five carries. You know, like I right. like I'm just I'm just so ready to sit back down. Oh, there's Hankerson. All right, here we go. Let's get yeah. it. You know, I like I won't even be upset at this point. I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. So. Um, no, it sounds like it sounds actually like they're gonna have him out there more. And Demoy Kennedy, uh, I think the linebackers coach today said, uh, Andre Hart said Demoy Kennedy is like fully up to speed and he'll be sounds like starting this week, the Alabama transfer. So like that everyone had been talking ACL. about. Yeah, he was hurt or something okay. going into the year. So there was some speculation about that, but uh, he's like a you know one of those guys who was super super good out of high school. Went to Alabama. Sounds like they liked him there, and then he got hurt. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, it'll, it's interesting that I feel like every week there's just some new person or new whatever coming in. I mean, Juwan Mitchell didn't even play in this game. I was gonna. I, I had that as a note to ask you. I was and like, they, did you see him said, at all? And, I did. And Andre Hart said. He was able to ready to go. He just did. They just didn't play him because uh, Gant and um, Bentley were like playing well, which they were playing yeah. well. So uh, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. It does feel like every single week you just have no idea who's gonna come out onto the field and have a good Some, game. Yeah. Somebody's come back from injury. Somebody is. Somebody's like finally feeling up to it. Somebody. Yeah. Hell, Tyler Brown apparently might get. Oh god, that would be that would be great if they fix that because yeah. that's outrageous. But because like somebody, it sounds like somebody in like was it Ole Miss or somewhere North Carolina, North yeah, Carolina like got one of their guys got his waiver. His waiver was denied, and then they rescinded the denial for whatever reason. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I'm hoping for that. I'm sure Shadur and Coach Prime and everybody else—they're all hoping, hoping for that, that yeah. as well. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad you heard that on, on Juju because I was very curious what like the deal was with that. Because did he get like a stinger or something in the last game? I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't sound like there was any injury thing. They just straight up did not play him. And I mean, he he has been very good stopping the run. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely made a lot of tackles, but there have been a number of times where, like in pass coverage, he just hasn't been there. So, which like I just attributed to. He's only been with the team for, you know, whatever three weeks it had been at that point. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just have guys now that they feel better about being more well rounded. Um Yeah, I mean, we, we were I think, yeah, I mean, we were stopping the run well without him, and he only averaged two point eight yards per rush. That granted, that does take into account the sacks, but still, I mean I I think when I did the math, I think it was like barely over three yards, even if you yeah. Uh, don't include the sack yardage. No, they did a good job. And like against Scatterbo, they did a pretty good job. Um, the defense in general, honestly, kept them in that game for yeah. for large portions of time where the offense wasn't doing anything. I mean, if you look at it, really, what's crazy about it is it was like what they have one, two, three, four, uh, five five three and outs in this game where they just straight up didn't move the ball at all. It just yeah. it like even in the first half, they had one, two, 
they had yeah what four of them three or four of them three and outs the only problem was on every other drive they scored so yeah. <laughs> it just and you know some of it is penalties some of it is like they weren't making some mental errors and stuff but i do feel like the ability to be really good is there and you can see it when they fully shut these teams down yeah they just uh got to be consistent i guess i mean in today in today's college football only giving up 24 points is a solid like pretty, a really solid defensive effort yeah and then when you yeah. couple that with the fact that we're for big, big chunks of the game just doing fuck all on offense yeah exactly that's like, really get, actually not up. bad taking up no time whatsoever just giving them the ball right back no 100 percent. i mean you know asu they had a bye the week before so they were at home there are a lot of things where like that wouldn't make sense that you would have a letdown speaking of which stanford also on a bye coming off of a bye so yeah that's that's great two weeks in a row they were like you know who cares whatever cu's just gonna get fucked by that it's fine um, yeah, I've I've seen people with conspiracy theories like, oh, Pac-12 is trying to like burn us on the way out. Like, yeah, the schedule right. was made before. No, after no. it was That's before not we even real. announced. Yeah, they before just we even announced the Big Twelve. They didn't look out for us because we're Colorado and we were the shittiest team in college football last year. So it's not yeah. important. It's important to look out for Oregon, Washington, USC, the teams that they thought might make the playoff. So that's right. who they're going to cater their schedule to, not us. You know, There's we no don't. We haven't heard about that right yet. <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent what's going on. So it's fine. I mean, that was part of why. You know, people are like, oh, it's a really tough schedule. Yeah, because we play a bunch of hard games, and even the easy games, the teams are coming off of a bye week. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, man, it's a combination of – it seems like every week it's just going to be, well, we'll see what, see what happens. Like, is the offense going to play to the best of their ability? Is the defense going to show up or not? I don't know. Is it going to be a shootout? Is it going to be a like a really slow or just going to drag ourselves through this one? I don't know. It seems like we've had every type of game up to this point. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's very clear. We tend to get everybody's best shot. I think that's... Oh, yeah, people want... I, yeah. You can tell from how like much the fans were just like jeering at Shadur and everybody. I guarantee you that this game for Stanford is going to be their most watched game of their entire season. Yes. But it'll probably outdo every other game they play. I would I would bet. I would as well. Yeah. So and, I mean that's Prime lifts people up that he's not even trying to lift up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they're going to come out ready to play just like ASU clearly, you know, they were ready to go. Um yeah, I don't know. Overall, like, I'm just happy. Again, they have managed to pull these games out that there was just no way in hell in CU history we win games like this. Yeah. You know? That's just not how we how we worked. Outside of 2016, we just didn't... We don't win these games ever. So mm-hmm. um, that's still definitely been nice just as far as, like, positives go. The defense, like I said, like, really stepped up for big portions of this game. Um if we could just stop dropping eight and rushing three, if we could just never do that, never again, works. It does I would not be work. super happy if we just never, ever, ever, ever did it again because yeah. we do it. And that's basically like saying, here, have as much time as you want to throw the ball. 
Just mm-hmm. take as much time as you want because we're never going to get to you ever. I, I think I texted you because you made that point. And I texted back and said, we might as well be playing seven on seven. Yeah, pretty much. Because he's not going to get touched. Yeah, it just, it's so like, I just don't, I think maybe one time in this game, we dropped eight and they made a tackle short of the first down. And I think that was, that was it one time. Otherwise, like, especially in the second half, I mean, we weren't, it wasn't like we were sending blitzes every single time, but they sacked them five times and it was all in the second half. And so like they were getting pressure with four and five like just do it man i don't i mean if travis does come back this week i really hope they're just like all right we got travis we got cooper we got slusher and we've got shiloh and you know whatever like we feel good about our secondary so just (laughs) he did but it's actually funny because coach prime talked about that this week he was like yeah he played awesome all game and then the one time he made the mistake of giving up the outside edge or whatever, he got burned. He was just like, it just sometimes it happens. You make one mistake and that one mistake is discovered and hit, which of course, like they weren't looking at Cooper. I mean, after, you know, however long it had been, they weren't going to look Cooper's way. Cause he was just dominating the shit out of everyone who was coming at yeah. him. So, um, yeah, they were looking at Carter, waiting for him to make a mistake, and he did, unfortunately. But otherwise, yeah. like the secondary played pretty well. Just it was just when we would drop back. I just, oh my god, we got to talk about Cormani getting dusted a few uh, times. Oh yeah, yeah, on, he did. on right, one drive on the jump. Yeah, he got yes, yeah, he I, got it. They they went back to those crossing routes that mm-hmm. was the bane of the CU team against Colorado state. And you could tell that Cormani did not experience that because he wasn't playing it at that point. And he just got absolutely dusted on, I think three of them. Well, and one it, of them, one of them looked like it was him. I don't think it actually was on a rewatch. I think they were in zone and okay. it was just, it started with him, but yeah, no, he definitely, I mean, he, there were, I think at least two where, um, I think it was Badger both times yeah. caught it and he just like, wasn't even close enough to make a tackle, you know, <laughs> just fully, just fully got beat, which look, man, I mean, he's a freshman. There've been questions about how much film study he's been doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to get beat, I guess sometimes. Definitely didn't was, watch a CSU film. No, he clearly didn't. <laughs> so I don't uh, did, know, man. did prime say anything about him this week like is he is he i'm curious if he even gets i don't think anyone asked after that i don't think anyone even asked about him i mean to be honest like i don't i don't think i think in coach prime's mind which i think is what he's been doing the whole time and he says this about a lot of guys like he doesn't want to send them out there if they're going to get crushed because yeah. he doesn't want them to have bad tape like just period basically yeah. so i think in his perfect world he's got travis he's got cooper he's got stoutmeyer who just has come in and been way just way outperformed expectations he's playing um, way above his star level yeah and they would think like we'll just keep those guys out there and cormani like has all the physical abilities they just got to get you know the other stuff worked mm-hmm. out and before he gets out on the field and maybe by next year he'll be ready to go who knows but yeah 
by the end of the year. I mean, they got a lot of games left, but yeah, he definitely got he he got it on this one. They definitely they saw him out there and they were like, "All right, we got our number one wide receiver against this guy. Let's fucking go get him." And they yeah. did. So, what are you gonna do, man? But uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the last thing I have on this game, um, Mata definitely like have not like he steps up to kick and i'm not worried i don't know i mean if it's under 45 yards i'm not worried about it at all yeah um he hit the the game winner and he probably had a good 50 like a little over 50 yards that he could have gone on that one the second kick not the they called the timeout and his first one was like pretty low Mm -hmm. um still made it but was like definitely pretty low and i think on the next one i don't know if he gave it a little more oomph or he just Gave it a little more lift, but it looked good from farther for sure. But uh, yeah, I think he no, probably that that's nice. probably like some game nerves because he you know he's gonna get uh-huh. iced on that first one. Oh yeah, big and, time. Uh, that's. But did you see his his celebration? I don't. I was trying to yeah. figure out what he was doing. I don't, I don't know, know what man. it was, but I some loved it. Dancing shit. I don't know. It looked like he had like a sword out or something. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he was having fun, so it was all good. I mean. Look, they've said multiple times the dude doesn't miss. And so far, like, he's had a kick. I think he had an extra point blocked. Otherwise, like, he really doesn't. Like, I mean, that thing was as down the middle as it could be. So, yeah. um, feel good you, about that. Uh, did you see Prime uh, telling him to go celebrate? Uh-huh. Yeah. He, yeah, he came over to the sideline. He was about to walk over. And Prime said, no, go have your moment. And then he went out and did his little dance. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. It's so funny, man. But... No, I, I, yeah, I love it for, for that guy. Um, you know, he came in and people were like, why is this guy even coming here? Blah, blah, blah. And so far, I think he's clearly our most reliable kicker. So, yeah. Um, what, what happened to Feely? He just, they just benched him. I don't, you know, he was out there. The first kickoff was him yeah. and he didn't get it to the end zone. So they, I think, replaced him because he's just not, he, he has a, big leg and for some reason the dude cannot kick it out of the fucking end zone i don't know why he's hitting farther kicks on field goal attempts than he is with his kickoff yeah in practice he's hitting 58 yarders and then in on his kickoffs he's he's hitting it five yards uh short of the end zone like i don't i don't so i don't know what's going on so they have some other walk on who i guess has a decently bigger leg too but he keeps shanking it outside the (laughs) Yeah, that's not gonna work sidelines, which is way worse. So I don't I don't know. They gotta figure that one out. But um yeah, Mata was good. Um Bassett shanked one uh early on. I forget when it was, but it looked yeah, like did. things were going not great at that moment in time. Um and he shanked one. Uh but otherwise, like I think the Ray Guy Award put out, like he was like their recognized punter of the week because he punted a lot in this game and he had a long of like 60 yards or something like he's good. So I mean, he did stop yeah. shanking one kick or getting blocked. <laughs> he did <laughs> but, put him down at like what the, was the eight yard line. I think they had to drive 92 yards. Yeah. Yeah. To, so to tie it up. So, I mean, they, he, he definitely had himself a game. Yeah, no, he, he was good too. So uh, credit to the specialists. That was the last thing I wanted to say. Defense. I thought had a good game. Offense figured it out again, you know, um, and special teams. Oh, and we had a punt return. Who knew that Weaver was that fast? I didn't. 
That's, yeah, right? I didn't either. And I, I'm, I'm, I was surprised that it wasn't Horn back there because Horn, I mean, he hasn't had any issues. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what he, that was about either. I throw Weaver out there and he, he almost breaks one. And he, <laughs> I was bummed because he should have scored on that one, but Shiloh mm-hmm. didn't block. Shiloh yeah, was just like, Shiloh, Shiloh was a little timid. I think all game. And if I had been peeing blood the week before, I probably would be a little timid too. So I'm trying, I'm trying to um, let it go a little, but he has some plays. He's the other one who, if someone's looking at film, he got stiff armed into the earth's core. uh, He's still like, in this game. Yeah. So I'm sure people are giving him a hard time about that. I just, I think sometimes he tries to, like do damage to people when all he needs to do is just like wrap him up. That's it. You don't have to try and hit him as hard as possible. Just, just put your arms around him and bring him to the ground. That's all anyone wants. Right. So like if yeah. you, if you can for sure just absolutely light somebody up and they're, you're going to make that tackle, go for it. But if you're, yeah. if you might miss it, just wrap them up, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, only other thing that I have on this game, uh, Bishop Thomas yeah. playing. Oh my God. Punk coverage murdered somebody yeah. in that game. I can't even. He's a D lineman and he's sprinting all the way down the field and making a perfect form tackle that he just buried that guy. Which I think even on the broadcast, they were like, Well, um, you ever been hit by a truck before? Because that's yeah. what it looks like, dude. He is a big dude and getting yeah. hit by him full speed is not something that I think anybody yeah. should do. Experience. No, that was wild. I do feel like if not once a week, it seems like maybe like four out of their six games, he's had one play where you're just like, damn, he really just is looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> he's killing <laughs> people. Yeah, he is. Um, so credit to him. But yeah, other than that, I don't I don't have anything else on this. Do you have anything else that you want to touch on? I guess it's not really specific to this game, but I've come to a point. Where I think that Bill O'Boyle needs to go. <laughs> I knew, and I, I know knew we're only six games in. I knew you were going to say this. I know we're only six games in, but I can't get over the fact that you have Arizona State, who's on their ninth, 10th, and 11th offensive lineman, because at one point, I think one of their offensive linemen went down this game. Mm-hmm. So they went to their 11th guy, and their offensive line is performing serviceably well. Yes, they gave up five sacks. But it wasn't like every time that he dropped back to pass, he was getting pressure. For the most part, they were holding their own. And then, like, I think, you know, later on in the game, we started to get more pressure. But you're telling me that this five plus two, three extra guys is like significantly worse than Arizona State on their ninth, 10th, and 11th linemen? I don't believe that at all. And to me, I hear you. And to me, that just screams coaching because you see things like that. And then you see like if, if a team runs a stunt on us, then that's when you have those situations you were talking about where a guy's just standing there with his hands up, yep. looking looking like he's posing for a camera because yep. they are communicating. And that's communication is something that, yes, it takes time for an offensive line to gel. But at six games into the season, you should have kind of gotten to that point. And they are not. And to me, that just that just says that O'Boyle is out of his depth in coaching at the power five level. And so I don't know if I'm way off on that or what you think, but I think he needs to go. So 
I won't. I would not be surprised if we have a different offensive line coach next year. Would not shock me whatsoever. Um, I say that because he is here right now because he was Sean Lewis's guy, basically. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Prime was just like, I'm going to get who I want in here. You know, like he you was like, yeah, it, okay, probably. look, you're here. Like he's probably like, Lewis, you're here. That's what I wanted. I, I told you I'd give your guy a year you know, or whatever. And they were like one of the worst offensive lines in the country. So now we're going to get someone else. Like I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, the only thing I'll say about it is when we went into the season, we said their offensive line is probably going to be a problem and their defensive line is probably going to be a problem. So the fact that it is a problem, like I'm kind of just, uh, I don't know. I'm like, Yes, I wish we had someone in there who was exceptional and was elevating these guys, but it does just seem like what we thought was going to be an issue is an issue. So yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year goes with him. Like, do they start to look like they're getting better? Or is it just the exact same? Because if nothing changes, then you're kind of like, all right, it's it's time. But yeah, I'm not far behind you. I'm not. I hear you. I'm not far behind you, though. I do think... In some games, they've gotten a little bit of a bad rep from like Shadur holding the ball a long time, trying to make a play, mm-hmm. um, a couple of things like that. But in this one, there was a lot of, like we were talking about, just guys standing in open space, like, wait, why didn't I have anyone to block? So, well, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, that hasn't, hasn't been good. But, and no. He has, it's not, it's not like he's bringing in, he didn't bring in any like big recruits other than guys no. that came with him from Kent State. No, there's not really anyone that he brought in that they would be like, oh, but we're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. So, and quarterbacks yeah. that are in high school or transfer quarterbacks are going to look at this and be like, I don't want to get sacked 45 times, 44 times through yeah. six games. Or is it, or is it, there's 30, 44 hits. It might have been 44 hits. Yeah. I but um nobody wants I, to get hit that much as a quarterback. I think it would be cool. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because I do have to we gotta start we gotta we gotta get to the next thing. But I will say um there's a offensive line coach at Michigan State that was yeah. here before that's pretty good. Um that has like recruited pretty well and consistently put up above average offensive lines that You're probably uh, gonna of- be out of a job soon <laughs> yep uh that i think a lot of people wouldn't mind having back over here so um i'll just uh i'll leave that one like that but yeah i look i hope it gets better if it doesn't i have the utmost faith that coach prime is going to uh trim the fat of not only the roster of players but the roster of coaches as well so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not like the only crazy one. Thing. No, 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 no. I don't. Yeah, I think you. There's no way you can watch what they've done so far and not at least be like, "Huh, that seems like it should be better." Especially yeah. like you were saying, that's an Arizona State team that is just held together by duct tape. You know, if, and they yeah. and it's starting to strip apart. <laughs> yeah, and look, they fell apart in the second half. That line did a little. I mean, we got to them pretty consistently in the second half, but we didn't get a single goddamn sack on them in the first half. And I got to think some of that is coaching. So um, good for them. 
But yeah, I think when you see a different team do that, it makes ours feel a little bit more like, okay, what are we missing? So or or Colorado State, like a G five team has right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, whatever. let's let's jump over to Stanford. I know I personally don't have a ton of, of about Stanford, but um, I, I took <laughs> I went and watched some film on them, and I got I got kind of sidetracked while I was watching, but my my sole note that I took because of how CU's defense has been tackling wise throughout this whole season, I was like, this running back at Stanford Irvin, mm. he's going to go for some yards because he just, yeah. he doesn't go down with arm tackles at all. No, they got to get to him at the line of scrimmage before he gets a full head of steam. Cause yeah. yeah. If he gets going, he's going to be hard to stop. Uh, but that was my biggest concern is that he might, he might go for a hundred on us if we can't figure out how to tackle. And I don't know if we're going to figure that out in one week. Yeah, so he's um, Stanford in general is going to be interesting because they're kind of like uh, they're kind of like what we looked at against Nebraska offense wise, except for Stanford is not trying to fool themselves with the fact that they might actually have a guy who can throw it really well. They're just full on being like, let's just run the shit out of the ball. Whereas Nebraska is like, oh, maybe will actually be able to throw but he can't so um they're gonna go from the get-go they've got two guys playing who both play quarterback for them um who one in particular um i'm blanking on his name uh what is runner or the thrower lamson lamson is their their guy he ran it 22 times in their game against oregon um so like they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to run it with their quarterback. They're going to run it with, uh, yeah, whatever running backs they decide to go with. It looks like they have a couple of guys who all carry the ball, but yeah, you were talking about Irvin or whatever. Um, and we just have to be able to consistently, like they just can't wear down. They can't wear down. They can't give up four or five yard chunks. Like they got to get them behind the scrimmage and force them to pass. Cause if they force them to pass, then they should be fine. But yeah, I don't know. Every game is like, okay, you're playing TCU, good offense, whatever. Who knows what to expect? Second game is like, okay, you're playing Nebraska. Now this is a little weird because they've got a quarterback who can run and whatever. And then it's like, okay, now you're playing CSU and they're playing their backup quarterback who looked better than their starter. And we don't really know what it looks like. Like it seems like every single game there's been a different weird like challenge for the defense and i just part of me is like can't they just play two normal ass offenses in a row you know like asu was as normal as it gets and even they are doing like scatabo out of the wildcat and like being a punter and shit so i like i don't know it's gonna be another weird one um if cu can get a good start and get ahead uh, i think it will be comfortable because, yeah, I don't think Stanford has a lot of ability to chase um, to chase a lead or a chase it. Yeah, they don't have a lot of ability to catch up if they get behind, I don't think. Yeah, that that is, I mean, while it gives me pause, Urban, it's, it's at the same time, that's, I mean, the, the run defense has gotten, I think, more and more stout as the season's gone on. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the reasoning behind that is because as far as I'm aware, we haven't really gotten any new bodies back from injury on the D-line. Am I Just missing coaching, somebody? I think. Yeah. No, I genuinely. I mean, they've gotten some line. They've had some linebacker changes. But yep. yeah, I think it's mostly coaching. I think they just like actually have a good staff. So yeah, I think Sinceri's done a great job with the D linemen. And then I think, I mean, one, I don't think even if even if um, they aren't like dominating, and I don't think they should necessarily be, but the outside linebackers are Williams' position group. Mm-hmm. But there is no way you can let that guy go with how well he recruits. Oh yeah, and I don't think he's doing anything like where that that he's a concern. No, but I've I've been seeing some people like grading him as like a poor position coach, and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what has he done that's so bad? And you are heavily discounting his recruiting ability if you're giving him a grade like a C or a C minus because that yeah. dude is an elite recruiter. Yeah, he's getting after it for sure. I think he's gonna have some big wins. Uh, after the season wraps up or as we get closer to the end but yeah man so that's pretty much all there all there is to it on stanford like try to get a lead if you don't get a lead then it's going to be the same i mean they were it was like six to nothing into the second quarter for them against oregon and that's because they were able to just get the ball and basically hold on to it i mean yeah literally like if you look at their last game their first drive went for a field goal and it lasted seven minutes and 45 seconds. And their second drive went for a field goal and it lasted six minutes. So they were just like, we're just going to keep them off the field. So can't score on us. They don't have it. Right. Exactly. So if, if we can find a way to get a lead quickly, start well, and then get ahead, I think they will run away with it. If you don't, then we're looking at another. Well, let's see what they figure this out and show up kind of deal. So it would be nice to have like a true blowout. Like, I mean, obviously we had the one against Nebraska, which is awesome, but uh, it'd be nice to have a slow burn. Yeah. yeah, A true blowout where it's like by like quarter three, you're like, oh, okay, this is, this is over. I would love to have that so that I don't have my like heart racing. Yes. Give me palpitations at the age of 28 years old. But, at this point, that's what I should come to expect to see you football. Yeah. So I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they, they win this one and they're looking at five and two. And, yes. Hell of a start. And I think the confidence that comes with five and two can win more than just the one game needed for a bowl. That to me, if you're five and two looking down the rest of the schedule, it's tough. Yeah. But I think at five and two, you have to think, yeah, that they can, they can win a couple of these that they probably shouldn't. I think at five and two, you're at least looking at UCLA thinking we've got a bye week. Let's see what we can do here. And then if they can manage to win that one, which to be honest, I don't know that we match up that great. You can see. No, their, but, their defensive line is. Yeah. Legit. But if they find a way to win that one, then who knows from that point on, you know? So I think, I do think every game from now on, with the exception of, well, yeah, no, I, I think pretty much every game from now on is going to be a battle. So I don't, I, There's a I don't to think win. they'll get blown out in any of them. I definitely don't think they'll blow anyone out the rest of the way. I think every game is going to be, 
this is our last opportunity for like, can you get a win and make it comfortable? I think this is it. After that, it's going to be every week. It's going to be a challenge. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, apologies for being a day late. I was getting swamped at work, so I had to, <laughs> I had to push us back by a day. But um, that's we'll actual trying, life. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll always trying to get it out by by Wednesday morning. But yeah. is it Tuesday? Now I don't even remember. Is it Tuesday morning? What are we Wednesday doing? morning. Normally. Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Clearly, yeah. I know what I'm doing here. All um, right. So thank you for listening. And Scobuffs. Scobuffs. Buffs. Let's go buffs.